0: It's so all worth it in the end. But when you got nobody to turn to, just hold on and I'll find you. I'll find you. I'll find you. Just hold on and I'll find you. I saw this, this video the other day. It was it was really short, but it, it, it stayed with me for the past couple of days. It was Max Miller, he was he was, he had to be like, I don't know, eight or nine years old. And he was singing this song by, it looked like, I can't even remember the group. that goes, hip hop, hip hop and you don't stop. And, and what I, it was, it was funny. Again, I can't remember who that song is by. Don't, don't judge me, y'all. But um, what I was really looking at was the way he looked. And, and the, he had this like beautiful light in his eyes. And it was like, I saw joy in his face. And then I, I went and I searched on the internet for, for pictures, subsequent to that pictures of he was, how he was getting older and interviews. He had done, and it's crazy because I, I didn't see that light anymore. This particular SSL, this particular segment is about men and rage and where, where does that go? What do you do with that? Well, thank you so much for joining me. This is Church Hills Radio, episode five, and I have with me Dee, one of my very good friends someone who I, I trust with my life, and someone who's also very introspective and very, very honest. And so, Dee, welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. How is everybody afternoon. doing?
0: Thank you you know, you know, hanging in there. Um, I, I want to get right into it, it, it and just maybe it's me, maybe I'm just being a little too, too emotional, but. I feel like I saw something like it was something so beautiful in his face and it, it seemed to have disappeared by the time he became an adult. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to his legacy or to anyone who's been affected by his, his passing, but I think it's something to note. Um, some the the transformation that happens between the time that some young men are, are, they, bec- they come into adulthood. like, where does that joy go G and is that something that you can relate to or am I, am I off?
1: Um, I can't specifically speak on every man um, and every young boy. Um, I know for me, um, I wouldn't say I dealt with uh, depression per se, um, but I had a lot of anger. Um, So coming up, yeah, coming up, you know, for me, um, I had so many women uh, in my life, you know, far as just my aunts, my mom, um, my mother's mom. And I didn't really know my father's mother like that. Um, and my father wasn't like around, around like he was around, like I knew who he was, but he wasn't around, you know? So okay. for me uh, growing up, it was, it was, it was different. You know, because you see your friends and, you know, they have their parents, you know, most of them are married. And even if they're not married, you know, uh, both parents were in, you know, their lives. So when it came to like school functions and, and things like that, um, it was never uh, a function where, you know, my parents were together. You know, my parents were there. Um, and as I got older, I, I had so much resentment, um, you know, towards my uh, my father
0: okay and, hold that thought really go quick ahead. hold that thought really quick because i think and i, I love my people i love us uh but I, I think that we have to start being honest and transparent about the deficits in our community because i don't really feel like we can heal things or we can address things that we don't talk about
1: oh no doubt and
0: i think it's important to to discuss the fact that even me at I, I work at a at a school i work at a high school um and i did i did it last year as well and particularly last year because the population of of the school was 99% African-American. And quite often my kids would come into my office and I would ask them just, you know, just going through like this demographic information and things like that. And I would ask them about their father. And I would say maybe eight times out of 10, I would get like this blank stare or this look of anger or this, this, this silence and I would ask, where's dad? And it would be a response like, I mean, I don't know or he around or I don't know who he is or I met him but I ain't seen him in like you know like 10 years and I, I I get that people get in relationships and they hunch somebody and she get pregnant and it doesn't work what I don't understand is the prevalence let's be real the prevalence of the absence of african-american men in the home and i say that as a young woman who grew up with her father like my dad raised me not my mom so i don't get it twisted like i love my people and i I definitely appreciate the men that are in the home i'm saying even when it doesn't work what what keeps men away like why why was your dad not around um
1: well if i'm being honest my dad was a whore (laughs) you know what i mean uh it's funny because um it's, it's three boys uh, and one girl. Um, and my brothers and I, all of us, we have uh, different mothers, you know, so uh, same father. Um, and for mm-hmm. and pretty much if I'll, if all of us was to sit in the same room and, you know, go over, you know, our relationship with our father, it would all be different. Um, mm-hmm. Because I can tell you now, like my middle brother, he had the most uh, hands on and just relationship you know, with our with our dad, you know, my dad was there for him, you know, any any event he had, any sports uh, event uh, when he was in the military, every crick and crick he, you know, had my dad would attend, you know, um, oh. you know, as far as uh, my mom and my father's relationship, I could never really see them in, in a good place. You know, I, I've mm-hmm. never remembered that. Um, but at the same time, uh, as I got older, it's funny because my middle brother, um, was to, was the one who, um, uh, pretty much came around, you know, and pretty much tried okay. to make, uh, that relationship, you know, blossom. Uh, and it, it happened once he, um, his first, uh, tour back from, um, Afghanistan, you know, he, mm-hmm. he wanted to, he, when he, when he found out that he had a, a small, a younger brother, you know he wanted to get to know me more and once that happened it was like our bond was as we was not um, you know brothers or half brothers you know yeah. it was always the case of this is my brother you know this is my little brother this is my oldest brother this is my middle brother you know we never even when we talk to like friends and stuff now like we don't introduce uh, one another as stepbrother or anything like that uh, and probably half of the half of our friends and Uh, Whatnot, don't even know that we have uh, different mothers. You know, it's just um, that's how we carry ourselves. And even like to this day, uh, you know, I have relationships like that with uh, friends of mine, you know, that I introduce to family or whatever the case may be. And I don't look at them as, you know, we're just friends. Like when I bring you around uh, family or I'm bringing you into my circle, it's because I uh, respect you and I care for you as family. Um, But yeah. You know, just trying to get back on subject. Uh, when it came to my father, it was <laughs> I just I was
0: like let's let's bring it back around. Yeah, when it let's
1: came know. to my father, it was like I had a lot of anger uh, towards him because it wasn't like he didn't he he didn't have the means or you know my mom pushed him away where he couldn't be around. He just didn't want to be around. You know, and um, as I got older, I started to realize just how self centered and selfish he was. You know, and it, it's funny because. Um, I want to say about five years ago now um, what's this 2018 no four. about four years ago now um, my brother and I actually were sitting on the phone and we were having a conversation about uh, my dad and just how um, like my anger towards him and just how I didn't uh, respect him you know like that and uh, I got I was actually struck by lightning in 2014 and I had a lot of different um, ways that I could have been dead already, you know. When that happened, uh, it really uh, reopened up my mind to a lot of things. And um, one of them was uh, making peace with um, with my dad, you know. And let me ask you a
0: question. Yeah. What? What? When you the, the feelings that you felt when you were younger, and you said you were angry was it because you felt rejected did you feel like you weren't wanted oh yeah no doubt like what exactly i felt yeah feeling that had you angry like because that's the anger is precipitated by some kind of thoughts or emotions so what was that yeah underneath
1: it i felt i i totally felt like i I wasn't wanted you know like i said i um i didn't know my dad like that like i knew of him but i didn't know him you know and the fact that you
0: feel like that deficit like how did that impact like your other relationships or how did that
1: impact like your upbringing as a whole um not too much only because like i said for for me my aunts um were big in my life um you know and my cousins in general like i had a bond like with my family that was at that time where i thought was un- unbreakable you know um you know so therefore like my my uncles you know they were like fathers to me. You know my my older cousins. You know we had a relationship like that. Um, and the crazy thing is, everybody knew my father. Um, <laughs> like when I say everybody, I mean so like
0: he, huh? he was he was around. Like he had a presence. Yeah, yeah. You People know he was around. He, was, he just wasn't your father. Yeah,
1: and, and that's the that's the crazy part. Father. Like he was around. Everybody knew who my father was. Um, okay. And the crazy thing is, my grandfather. uh was complete opposite <laughs> um, um, meaning like he would he probably would kick my my father's ass you know if when it came down to it um, if he knew the things that he didn't do um, okay. as a man you know so
0: um, let's, let's take a step back what what do you feel like causes a man to procreate because okay so let's let's take a step back let's take a couple steps back Two people engage in sexual activity, right? It's two people. It's not just one. Yeah. And so there's a the responsibility on both parts. Like, so I want you to answer two questions as succinctly as possible. My first question I want you to answer is, what makes a man create a child and then not raise it or not nurture it or not be present? My second question for you is, do you think it's also you put onus on the woman as well? Because of course, when when we engage, it's not just the man; it's a woman also. And I've went back and forth with the ideology of, if a woman gets pregnant, and she tells a man that she's pregnant and he doesn't want the child and she decides to have it anyway, it's still up to the man to raise this child. So I want you to address those two things. What makes men stay away from man. your perspective? And then again, the other question being like, if he doesn't want the baby from jump, does he have to stay, does he have to raise it? Is he at fault for not wanting to be a father to this child?
1: Um both of those questions are are tricky uh for me um i am a father let me start out by saying that and when i was a kid well when i was a teen coming into a man i always thought about having kids and what the first thing that came to my mind was i would never not be around uh for my kids no matter what you know the relationship would uh be you know if i was married or if um it was just i had a baby out of woodlock and you know me and the mother didn't work out i would never not be around uh so i couldn't answer that um, for someone else but for me personally i could never see me not being around for my kids Um, that's just something that um one is not in me and two knowing Uh, the effect that it had on me when my dad wasn't really around Um, you know so I can never see me putting a child in that uh, position Um, and your second question you know far as if a woman decided to still have a child after having a conversation with uh, the man or the boy that she laid with to produce that child it's kind of hard also because you have to look at both ways Um, I have friends where You know, they actually wanted to keep the kid and the female didn't uh, want to keep the kid. And, you know, they uh, she decided to not have the baby, you know. And then I have the same uh, issue, the same situation you said, where uh, the man didn't want to have a kid, but um, the young lady, they um, still, you know, bear the child. And the thing is, it's like I feel like men live with um, hatred towards a woman. Um, if they have that conversation about not having kids and then you know they still they, the young lady still has a kid because at the end of the day it's like you're putting them in a position where they already thought or have in mind that either they're not going to be a good father or you know they're not ready to be you know in that role which still you put yourself in that position when you had unprotected sex you know but alright
0: so let's let's stop there so would you say that before a woman has sex with a man or before a man has sex with a woman, he has to, he should know that, hey, I'm ready to be a father or she should know like, oh, he's gonna be an amazing father. Like, so is the mechanism of sex, is it, is it really for procreation?
1: In this day and age, no. Uh, I think um, in this time of where we're living at now, um, I think everybody's just trying to get a nut. If we're being honest Um, I don't I I truly don't think anybody truly unless you're in a relationship and you've been in a relationship with that person for a significant amount of time and your whole purpose from the start of that relationship until where you are now was to have a family and to grow with one another then yes Um, but for the most part people just around having sex and the thing is it's like if you're gonna be irresponsible and not you know use protection then you have to deal with the consequences and those consequences are having kids but i do not feel like kids should be bought into this world if the man and the woman are not going to take care of their responsibilities because the man says no
0: and the woman says
1: yes the woman has it anyway the woman is wrong yes and no i i um i have a i have a 50 50 About how I feel on that because you know some women have a family that can help out no matter what
0: okay but let's wait wait let's look at it from the child's perspective though if I'm I'm created and I come here
1: I want my mother and and father in my life I don't want to
0: the dad doesn't want to be because he didn't want you to be here in the first place is the father wrong for not being a father when he said from jump that he didn't want
1: the child in the first place? In my opinion, if that conversation was had and it still unfolded that way, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel that he should be uh, held accountable, but at the same time, he still has to be held accountable because you still had unprotected sex and you knew it was a chance that a a baby was going to be created. You know, and that's,
0: that's, let's, let's, Let's get back to 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 the the initial conversation because it is something that I want I want to flesh out of this. So utilizing our hypothetical situation, I'm a child of an of, of a man who didn't want me. not me personally, I'm saying if that's the situation. So I grow up knowing this person doesn't want me because they don't come around or they don't they don't claim me. There's a lot of situations where men don't claim children because they feel like the woman was promiscuous or because they didn't want the child in the first place. so, I'm a young boy. I grow up having, you know, a parental deficit and I'm angry. My question for you is D for whatever reasons that your, your father didn't decide to be in your life. What did you do with that anger now? Like where is the anger now? Um, Cause I think, I think therapy would help a tremendous amount of people but i also know that it's, it's it has a huge stigma in our community yeah everybody so, real, realistically speaking what did you because i i met you and i thought that you, were, you know off. <laughs> and <I did.
1: laughs> so, no and that's real so, um yeah so, yeah in the, in the beginning have to, what have you been doing was it how are you healing actually in the beginning i actually uh i got into a lot of trouble uh, i did uh, i got into a lot of fights um you know that was my outlet uh Boxing uh, was my outlet as I got older um, You know, I realized I couldn't do the same BS that I was doing as a kid because I couldn't get out of trouble as easy Um, Mm -hmm. and I actually Migrated to Atlanta (laughs) Um, Atlanta and My godmother was my saving grace to be honest um, I truly don't know where I would be um, with all of the anger that I had um, at this point in my life I don't even know if I would have made it um, to where I'm at now and I can truly say that because I never thought about being married never thought about having kids and all of those things that I, I have now um, and I have talked with uh, a therapist um, you know so I I was able to go that route because first I talked with my godmother, you know, so it was a little easier for me. Um, but I know for, you know, some young men and some men, as uh, far as the African-American community, we frown upon it because it's like, why do we need to tell people our business? You know, um, you know, I can deal with it myself. Right. You know, and at times, you know, dealing with your, dealing with it yourself. It, you know, leads to drinking, leads to drugs um you know I was thankful for mine mine was alcohol um but
0: are you saying your coping mechanism
1: was alcohol yeah my coping mechanism was alcohol um and' you still see your therapist you say do I no I actually' I don't, I don't see my therapist anymore um why because I I uh, I met somebody uh that somebody is my wife now <laughs> And she's. Uh, so your wife became
0: your
1: Yeah, my, my wife became, you know, my uh, my coping mechanism. Basically, okay. um, you know, I was able to uh, feel free around her. Um, I was able to uh, open up about, you know, things. I was able to uh, just relax, you know. So
0: love. Yeah, love you know. Yeah, you. love.
1: And love, okay. you know, love is something that. Um, is a powerful thing that you know a lot of us don't realize uh sometimes until it's too late um and that's the part that sucks because um you don't you don't get that uh too often and funny what's up i uh my dad is like my superhero like if you
0: ever hear me speak about my father uh it's probably gonna be something about how dope he is but it's crazy because when I look back, me and my sister have had conversations about my, about my father, but when I look back on his life, he's passed away. He passed away in 2009, but I always, now I look at, at some of the, the things that he went through and I say that he probably suffered or I'm, I'm almost certain he suffered from some depression um, because of the lack of love that his female companions um, offered in his life. And I, I always wonder like what our lives, what his life, would have looked like had he found like you know that that,
1: yeah, per- that life changing type of love. Yeah. yeah, that
0: person that loved him completely and thoroughly. Because I feel like my father was a giver, and you know I feel like he gave a lot of himself away, and he he was struggling. And I didn't recognize as a teenager. I didn't recognize the signs, and I didn't I didn't know you know just how bad it was until you know it was too late, and so. I think oftentimes the the depression, it it is covered up with, you know, substance use. And it is covered up with the person who's always funny, that person who always got a joke. And they always, they walk in the room and just just kill it, literally like everybody's dying laughing. Those are the people that are oftentimes dying inside. Yep. And I think as, as as much stigma as we associate therapy with, I think what we should put more stigma on is like, the idea of like people suffering silently, the idea of, of human beings walking in a room full of people and feeling alone. I think those things should carry more, more stigma. I think those things should be what we try to avoid the most. Um, and I think that's an area that we need to grow in. Like we have, we have epidemics in our community and mental health is, 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 is an epidemic, suicide rate um, is has quadrupled, if not more, within the last decade or so, especially in the African-American community amongst men. Um, and and I, I think that those are things that we don't talk about because we say things like, you know, it's going to be all right, just pray. <laughs> my thing is, I don't know why the creator would have put all these other human beings on the planet if they weren't here to help each other. Like what would be the point we, I mean, if he can do anything, he could have just given our, us our own little islands and had us figure it out on our own because that's what we, we choose to do so much. But I feel like the human connection and the human interaction is, is literally what's supposed to, supposed to save us. It's supposed to lead us in the direction of, of, of divineness, of, of connecting with, with, with God and the creator. So I struggle with my people. Sometimes I struggle with humans sometimes how we, we're so quick to put labels on on things and so people feel bad about going to therapy because it feels like if I go, something's wrong with me. Um, but you are a prime example of someone who probably is still a little off, but found a human being that was able to give you love and that in and of itself transformed you. Is that a fair statement?
1: Yeah, definitely a fair statement.
0: Okay. So, if you could go back, or if you could offer any advice to to those brothers who are struggling, to those brothers who have that that rage, what would you tell them to do with the rage, D?
1: Um, You got to have an outlet. Um, Like I said, in the beginning, mine was, uh, well, the better part of it was the boxing. Um, But now, like you said... Um, people frown upon about people actually talking to others you know but the thing is you got to get around people who are not you know judgmental you know and that's what therapists are there for you know they're not there to judge they're there to pretty much listen to everything you have to say Um, you know so if you can and if you have the means you know definitely sit down and talk with somebody And it doesn't have to be a therapist. It can just be somebody that you legit trust, you know, to talk about anything. Um, But I would definitely say, again, you know, you're just sitting and talking with somebody. And if you feel you can't talk to anybody, you know, um, find find a hobby, you know, find something that, you know, relaxes your mind to a point where you don't need the other outside of uh, interference um, to turn those negatives into worse things um like i said i was lucky enough uh to have somebody to sacrifice so much for me to help me turn around my um my life and then i met you know my wife uh which you know ultimately helped even more and like i said i, I still have days where you know i sit back and just really think about you know what am i doing you know Um, Am I doing things for the right reasons? You know, who am I doing things for? In this case, you know, it's for my kids. You know, it's for me. Um, And knowing that I want to make sure I'm there to see them, you know, be able to do the same thing that I was able to do. Um, But, yeah, just talking with somebody is the start, you know, and not feeling like you have to, you know, be in the in crowd or, you know, feeling like you have to be you know, uh, the most popular, um, like I said, uh, anybody that know me or got to know me, um, would never, um, could never say that they would see that I had these many issues, um, without me talking to them because I know how to shield it. Um, and some people do, some people are strong enough to shield it, but that's not always the best thing. Um, so, yeah, I, was, right. I would definitely say, you know, just find somebody to talk to. Um, and it doesn't have to be a therapist. You know, it can be um, I'm I'm not big on talking to people at the church. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell anybody, you know, go, go find somebody at the church. But, um, you know, just just somebody that you can, you know, trust.
0: Well, I will say to somebody that ain't trifling at the church. Go on ahead and use people at
1: church. Don't let them use you.
0: <laughs> don't let them use you. Listen, but, you know, I will say in conjunction with your support system, I do think that an unbiased party like a therapist is, is pivotal. I think it's paramount because you don't have to see these people in the community. When I was, you know, when I was practicing therapy, like if I saw somebody in the community that was that was a client, I would walk right past them. Um, and not to be rude, but because if I'm a therapist, I don't want anybody to know that you associate with me unless you want them to. And so there are certain ways that you go about getting help and, and talking to somebody. And as a matter of fact, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me at Excuse me, com. I don't want you to feel like there's nobody out there because it is. And there's so many different resources. There's the um, suicide hotline that's available. There's so many different resources you can even Google. But again, worst case scenario, if you can't find nobody else, email me and I got you. Um, it's, it's not supposed to be hard all the time and that anger is not supposed to stay. And I can also, I can also tell you that anger won't go away just because of time. It might not, you it might not be at the forefront, but it doesn't just completely leave you. And so it's not a matter of just ignoring it and it going away. And so whatever it is that you've been through, if if, if you feel like you can't go any further, reach out to somebody. Before you get there. And if you are there, I understand that there are people and there are resources available. But I thank you so much for listening. I thank you so much for spending your time. Because you could be doing anything with these moments. And you decided to spend them with us. And I significantly appreciate it. you thank you so much for joining me. For being yourself. For being authentic and transparent. And I hope that we were able to help somebody. Again, this is Church, pose, Radio. Have a beautiful night. Friend, worth it nobody to turn to just hold on and i'll find you i'll find you i'll find you